Good morning, friends. Welcome to this pre-recorded service for November the 22nd, coming to you from the Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that this hour of worship will draw you closer to our Lord. In the space of your home or wherever you are, I trust that you can relax and allow this time to inspire you in the glory that our Lord wants to give all of us. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad and let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship as we listen to this prelude. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it, for he has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Lift up your gates, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Let us worship God. Mm -hmm. 
Do our lives reflect the love of God revealed in Jesus? Is the rule of Christ among us our central concern? Do we daily join in ministry following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ? This is our call and our duty for which we must give account. Join me in the prayer of confession. Most loving and gracious God, we honor Christ as King with our lips, but we have made other powers King in our lives. We have followed our own way, betrayed your love, shattered your peace, and hurt your people. We have bowed to wealth, sought power, been self-righteous, and have acted with self-interest. We have treated others in prejudicial ways, too easily accepting racial privilege for ourselves while denouncing racism. Forgive us, remake us, and welcome us into your kingdom. Enable us to be your faithful and joyous servants, sharing the love and peace of your presence with others. Lead us to honor and obey you as our only Lord and King. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God does not put us to shame, but deals wondrously with us, restoring our fortunes and blessing us with peace. God desires our salvation, our healing, our embracing of truth. Therefore, we are not to worry. The gifts of God are known to all who first seek God's reign. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we're forgiven. Let us affirm what we believe by reciting together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we invite you to share the peace of God with those who are around you by maybe sending a little quick text or just saying a silent prayer and also to watch this little video with pictures that you have sent to us. Peace be with you.
Friends, welcome to our pre-recorded worship on this first week leading into a COVID Thanksgiving. We are delighted that you have joined us and just remember that you continue to be in our prayers as we navigate these strange times that are often marked by loss and fear. We're holding you up in prayer and we know that our God of love is with us, giving us hope and peace and courage to continue on in a new way. You may know that many of us just finished the book, Love Does, by Bob Goff. Bob is this crazy guy who does a lot of good things for other people because of his relationship with Jesus and because, well, love does. So we have four ideas for you to easily plug in and do love. First, you still have a time to adopt an angel. It's real easy to go to our website, choose an angel, buy a few gifts, don't wrap them, put them in a plastic bag, put the angel tags on them, and deliver them to the Salvation Army just a couple minutes away up on Tuttle Avenue. You have until December 9th to get that done. You know, I went on our website this morning and I noticed that there are 30 children still waiting to be adopted so that they could have a little Christmas this year. So I hope you'll get out there and adopt an angel or two. Second, you can do love by ringing those bells for the Salvation Army down at our Publix on Beneva and Bee Ridge. It starts this week, the day after Thanksgiving, and continues all the way through Christmas Eve. Please sign up on our website um, or call the front office, and you know that all that love actually is raising money for people who most need it. Third, you can do love by helping us to decorate the sanctuary for Christmas. We are going to do this on Saturday, November 28th at 10 a.m. We will wear masks, and even if you can't climb ladders, you can sit in a pew, socially distance, and you could fluff some garland for us or unwrap and set up some nativity. So we hope you can join in on that opportunity. Fourth, we are in great need of some more volunteers for our food pantry, particularly on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursday mornings. And as you know, that sign-up is on our website as well. Okay, so those are a few ways that you can give of yourself. And now here are a few ways for you to be filled up. First, this Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, we would love for you to join us as we worship with our friends from Temple Sinai. You can join us at 6 o'clock on our website, on YouTube, or on our Facebook um, page so that you could worship with us. Remember that we are having our conversation on race and the church, and that will be Monday, November 30th at 6 o'clock. Um, again, you can buy and read the book, The Color of Law, or you can listen to the interview with Terry Gross. Um, that's on our website, or you can just come and join us. You don't have to do any homework at all, and we will pray, and we'll talk, and we'll learn together. Third, you can get replenished by watching our daily devotions. We are going to be beginning a new Advent series 
or you can pick up the Advent devotional. You can download it from our website or you can pick up a hard copy. Uh, members of the church, elders and pastors have written every single devotional. The illustrations have been done by a variety of people, young and old. So hopefully that will help you as you prepare for Christmas during this Advent season. Finally, the last day to order your poinsettias from our Boy Scout troop to support that troop is today. Go online for that. The new Connect magazine is out, which is just a beautiful illustration of some things that have happened already and some things to come. That's on our website, and also you can pick up a hard copy. We want to let you know that we have new member classes all the time now. It's not just once a month, so contact Pastor Mingy if you're interested to learn more about what it's like to be a part of this big church family. We are so grateful for the gifts and the talents of our guest musician, Daniel Castine. So with that, let us continue our worship of God.
Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, on this week of Thanksgiving, we confess to you that we have been sometimes weak with our Thanksgiving. In the best of years and in the best of circumstances, we still allow ourselves to go too long before turning our full attention upon the blessings of our lives. In the best of times, there are still so many little things, little errands, little worries, little annoyances to keep us from seeing the abundance that surrounds us. And in the worst of times, we can so easily be overwhelmed by what has happened and by what we fear will happen, that we cannot see the forest through the trees. But there is this forest of abundance that surrounds us. There is this beautiful thing called life that permeates us. There is this brilliant creation that envelops us. There are these people who love us, and in one way or another, we touch these parts of existence and they touch us. We are moved by your movement around us and within us. We are mindful of the presence of your Holy Spirit around us and within us. We are grateful for the person and presence of your Son who says, follow me. When we stop to think of it and sense the next draw of air into our lungs and the next beat of our hearts, we are overwhelmed by all that you provide. Air to breathe, light to illumine, electrical impulses that keep our hearts beating, water to nourish us and food to sustain us. Oh, my dear, it is overwhelming all that you make possible. And then on top of it, the ability to laugh, the quickening of our spirits to hear a familiar voice on the phone, an old tune that brings back good memories, a letter from a friend. What amazing grace that surrounds us and fills us and so often comes our way. And yet we know how fragile it all is. We know that none of it is forever and it is its temporality that sobers us and preoccupies us and saddens us. And this too is life. And this is to our prayer that you would remind us of the blessing of your presence and promise when life does not go our way, when family members fall ill, when young people are taken from us too soon, when viruses run amok, when governments cannot seem to get their acts together, when people let us down, when jobs are not found, when lines form outside of food pantries, when worry fills our souls. Send your gentle spirit, allow her to brush her wings across, across our masked faces that we would know that we are not alone that we are still yet enveloped and that your love for us is forever, that you will never let us go, that in life and in death, our comfort is that we belong body and soul, not to ourselves, but to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, friends, it is our belonging that gets us through the most difficult of circumstances. It is our belonging to Jesus, and it is our belonging to each other. And we are grateful that we have been able to reinforce that belonging through this difficult year. And we know that the challenges are not abating. We know that our resolve must remain strong, and we know that the need will continue to grow. We are grateful for your generosity, and as we reflect upon the remainder of this year and our thanksgiving for what we have, let us contemplate what more we can do to keep the light shining and the hope constant. Our giving options are on the screen, and we thank you in advance for what you can do to join us in the joy of serving those whom Christ has called us to serve.
Let us pray. O Christ, our King, we offer our gifts to you, who claims us as children, who names us beloved, who celebrates our presence. We offer our gifts in thankfulness and praise to you, O Lord God. In Jesus, your name we pray. Amen. Good morning. So now we come to the part of the service we call the children's moment. So children or children at heart, now's the time. Um, one quick announcement on behalf of our teenage um, kids or children that we have no youth group this week. So no youth group Sunday, no youth group Wednesday, no youth group Sunday. That's it, message done. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you, of course, all back after Thanksgiving and wishing all our families a very happy Thanksgiving. So in a few minutes, Pastor Mingy is gonna read a scripture verse from the Gospel of John. And in it, Jesus says to his disciples, my peace I give to you. And what he was talking about when he said that, when he said my peace, he meant my Holy Spirit. I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit. And I know, friends, that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's kind of a little, maybe feels a little strange, those words, maybe a little hard to understand. But I wanted you to know that those aren't the only words we've used when we talk about what Jesus sent us. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we also have used, I wrote them down because there's so many of them. We use words like interpreter because it helps us interpret scripture. Let's see what else we have here. Whoops. Inspirer. Comforter. Hmm. Advocate. That's a good one, isn't it? Giver of graces. And these are a lot of English words. Well, that one I did twice. Comforter. Helper. That's a good one. Sanctifier. But they're not all in English. Some of them are in other languages. Look at this one. This, was, this one is in Greek, and I can actually read this now, although, to be honest, Pastor Lori helped me a little bit. It's pneuma, pneuma in Greek. And in Latin, I think it's, uh, let me see, pneuma, paraclete. And in Hebrew, which my friend Genevieve can speak a little bit of, it's this wonderful word. Word. It's one of my very favorites. It's ruach, ruach. So God sends His ruach, or we could say ruach Elohim, which means the Spirit of God. And the real thing I want to say to you this morning, kids, is it doesn't matter which words we use. There's lots of words. They're just words. What really matters is we open our hearts, that we open up our lives to the peace that God wants to give to us. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you for all of the words of Jesus, and thank you for the comfort of your spirit. Help us to remember what that means and to live always in your presence. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, friends.
Our gospel lesson today, as Sarah mentioned to the children, is from the gospel according to John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. Here is God's word to us. I have said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Our psalm today is Psalm number four. Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart, more than when they gain and wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today, I'd like to start with a funny story I read somewhere that almost sounds like me. There was a man who was very sick and was hospitalized. His wife was there for his support and a doctor comes in and the wife asks the doctor to please, please help her husband. So the doctor said, your husband needs peace and quiet. He needs to have a good long sleep here, a couple of sleeping pills. So the wife took the pills and said to the doctor, when would I give these pills to my husband? So the doctor said, those are for you. That reminded me of myself. So today we get to celebrate. This is like a feast or a potluck or some kind of a feast of worship because we have so many themes today. First and foremost, it is that Sunday we continue to learn and celebrate the fruit of the spirit peace. And second, it is Christ the King Sunday why would you have the beautiful trumpeter otherwise, right? So it's really nice. And third, it is Thanksgiving Sunday. In a few days, we will have Thanksgiving Day where we would be happy and giving thanks to God. And also, I must add, personally, there is a fourth thing that I am celebrating on this Sunday, on a Sunday, a long time ago on November 22nd, 22 years ago, Will and I got married. So I have been practicing the presence of peace for a long time. So has Will. So God is very good to us, joking aside, and we are thankful. 
Yes, most of us love the blessing of peace that Jesus speaks to his disciples before he leaves them. Jesus said to them, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. When Jesus spoke these words, he was about to be arrested, tried, and crucified. That doesn't sound like a good context for blessings of peace. But then when else would peace be needed more? Many of us in this pandemic are afraid and our hearts and minds are troubled deeply. Life in any kind of lockdown is very hard. The ongoing political turmoil and racial tension don't feel like peace either. But we need peace. Jesus gave us peace. How do we feel that peace Jesus gives us like the world doesn't? And how do we live in it? Looking at the definition of the word peace, the Merriam-Webster dictionary says, peace is freedom from disturbance, a period of no war or conflict or disorder or anxiety. The Greek word for peace is irene, means about the same as the English with an added emphasis on unity or wholeness. Jesus would have used the Aramaic, would be my guess, or the Hebrew word shalom. Because the disciples were all Jewish, I would guess that they understood. They understood what Jesus was telling them from the word shalom. Shalom is not an absence of conflict or positive of wholeness and harmony. It is a living relationship with God in which all things are made harmonious. Shalom has movement and resonance as a life force found in the presence of God. Shalom is doing what is right to bring unity and harmony and resonance back into real life. One of my favorite stories of Mahatma Gandhi, the independence hero of India, was from when he went on a hunger strike to stop the terrible riots and killing in India during the time of partition. After weeks of fasting, Gandhi was very near death. A group of rioters came to plead with him to stop the fast, and they promised that they would stop violence. Gandhi agreed. But one of the rioters broke down crying to Gandhi, overcome by the guilt of killing of the Muslims that he has done. Gandhi assigned him a task to give the man a way to live in the presence of peace. So Gandhiji told him that he must go and find an orphan boy who is a Muslim and raise him in his Hindu home, but make sure the boy is raised as a Muslim. And the man did and found his peace. Peace is not just the ending of violence. It is living in the presence of a shalom kind of peace. It is actively helping to create a more harmonious, just, and tolerant way of life. 
Back to our scripture, Jesus is offering the disciples peace just when the conflict and the violence and the fear are about to begin. Jesus knows his disciples will feel fear in anything but peace. And he knows they will need the shalom, peace of God's presence. Jesus tells the disciples all over again that he is going to go away to be with the Father, but the Holy Spirit will come and teach them. The Spirit will be God's presence, giving them peace in the midst of the crucifixion. Jesus wants them to know that they will still be connected to him and God the Father through the Advocate or the Holy Spirit. Jesus is telling us now, as he told the disciples then, that though bad things may happen, we should not be alarmed or lack of courage or faith in God. In the end, evil cannot win. This pandemic will end. In the end, God's love and goodness will win. As the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, if God is for us, who is against us? Paul goes on in verses 38 on saying, for I am convicted that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Living in the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord is what peace is. Jesus' words of peace are for all of us. Jesus is the King of heaven our King and Prince of Peace. Jesus is always with us. Jesus is peace always present, present in, in us all the time through the grace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Peace is our awareness of God's presence in our lives when we remember who we are and whose we are. We live in peace as we remember that God is in charge and you and I are not. Some of the ways to experience God's presence of peace are in quiet devotions, in loving walks on the beach, gardening, in participating yoga or practicing yoga, or while creating art such as watercolor or any other kind of paintings or while sitting quietly alone with God, or walking a labyrinth, or in conversations with family and friends. For me, walking in Shelby Gardens is like walking a big labyrinth, and I very much feel that I am in the presence of God's peace when I walk there. Sitting silently and quietly alone for a long stretch of time every morning is how I feel that I get to taste the presence of God's peace. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. We will begin our Advent preparation leading to the birth of Jesus, our Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. We can be the presence of God's peace to others when we choose to live peaceably with all God's children. This means with the whole 
of humankind, including people who are very different from us, people of all races, languages, cultures, social standing, ways of life, and colors. As the hymn, Peace, Perfect Peace, assures us, peace, perfect peace, in this dark world of sin, in Jesus' keeping, in the blood of Jesus whispers peace within, peace, perfect peace, with loved ones far away. In Jesus' keeping, we are safe and they. Peace, perfect peace, our future all unknown. Jesus we know and he is on the throne. The psalmist said to us in Psalm 4, verse 8, I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. We also remember Psalm 85 telling us, let me hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will keep, kiss each other. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. We find peace in God's provision of what we need for life. It is this provision of resources we remind ourselves to celebrate every day. I encourage you when you sit down at your Thanksgiving tables on Thursday to remember and tell stories of people who have been the presence of God's peace to you. It might also be wonderful to remember out loud how you have been and you are currently the presence of God's peace to others in your lives. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Christ the King Sunday. May Christ our King and Prince of Peace be glorified. Go in peace. Remember that Jesus gives you his peace. 
participate and practice peace for yourself and for all who are around you. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen. <laughs>